Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and thank you, my dear listener, for being here today with us. I, uh, I must confess, I was planning on being in the great... Uh, north of Montreal, Canada today, and coming to you from there, and I was going to lord it over you, as I often do when I'm traveling. But uh, alas, it was not to be. I'm back in my palatial um, palatial <laughs> studio here in America's finest city, San Diego, California, joining you. Let's talk about today's show, and then I'll tell you some important things about our sponsors. The, the show today, very exciting. We've got a wonderful guest co-host joining us all the way from new jersey america uh jason dukes we'll talk more about him and then we're going to talk about uh your creativity in particular we've got an expert in unleashing women's creativity jennifer loudon joins us for the first segment and then we're going to talk about spiritual approach to marketing no, you heard that right. Spiritual approach to marketing uh, with Mark Silver. So stay tuned. It's going to be an exciting show. We're going to learn a lot today. Uh, what do I want to let you know? Well, let's uh, bring in here Mr. Jason Dukes, our guest co-host today. Jason is an innovator in personal transformation. He's the founder and CEO of Captain's Chair Coaching. You can find him on the web at www.captains, plural, hyphen, chair, singular, dot com. He focuses on bringing peace to the world by helping people embrace their gift, and give it to the world. Jason, hello, sir. Good morning, Christopher McCullough. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm noticing that I'm suffering uh, in energy by comparison, but then I remembered you have a three-hour head start, so there you go. I'm, yeah, I have a, have a three-hour head start, and um, let's see, what else? Well, and I'm in New Jersey, and I, I hear you talk <laughs> about uh, two places. It's actually pretty interesting, two places that I, I had some pretty life-changing experiences uh, over the summer, both Montreal and San Diego, and um, and yeah, that just that just brought me back to a place of having even more energy than I already had here uh, I'm just at the eleven o'clock hour in New Jersey. <laughs> following in your footsteps. All right, you are also uh, you produce something called Uncovering Ourselves, a conference series. Uh, tell us all about that in you know twelve seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, a, a really just a, a conference to bring back responsibility to the, the African-American, the race conversation in a time when it was, well, it, I guess it's always needed, but the time where we created it, it was a time that was, it, it was a match light. It was, it was something that, that was really needed at the time. And, um, and it's, it's still there. Like the, 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 the casings of the conference is still, still there. We just have to produce it in some more places. Great. It's uh, extraordinary. If we want to find out more, where do we go? Captains hyphen chair.com or someplace else? Yep. Yeah. No, absolutely there. www.captainsplural-chairsingular.com. Great. You should also (laughs) let you know that people on the Twitter uh, should look at at BeYourCaptain. Also, Facebook.com forward slash BeYourCaptain. And YouTube. you got a YouTube channel, BeYourCaptain. thinking maybe that BeYourCaptain thing would work for you. Um, all right. See <laughs> your captain work. Let's talk about our uh, our longtime sponsors and media partners in this uh, here endeavor. I am so 
proud, pleased, delighted to be a media partner with the International Coach Federation. I know that you know how important that association is. It's a, the world's largest organization of trained professional coaches. It's a nonprofit organization that stands for the quality of coaching, and they do that by credentialing coaches, by accrediting coach training program, by providing CCEU certification, and by having one of the world's, I believe actually the world's largest treasure trove of um, research and information about the coaching profession. Um, it's just a great opportunity for us to support the folks involved in the association. The International Coach Federation is also known as the ICF, and you can find them on the web at www.coachfederation.org. That's coachfederation.org. Um, I think I've told you it's the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession, and they do that by setting high standards, by providing independent certification and accrediting and credentials, and by building a worldwide network of trained coaching professionals. And that's one of the things I love is that no matter where I go, when I was in Paris, France recently, or if I had gone to Montreal, I would have uh, hung out and contacted the local chapter leaders and found out what kind of events were going on, had a little coffee, a tea with the uh, chapter leaders, because I know those are people committed to the development of the coaching profession. Uh, it's the world's largest organization, and as such, I, I think it elicits instant credibility for its members like me. Um, if you're committed to the coaching profession, if you're committed to developing as a professional, uh, the ICF is committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers. To learn more about the ICF, to stay up to date on the latest news and events, and to get information about ICF Converge, which is the worldwide, the global conference happening this August in Washington, D.C. And Jason, you know what a joy it can be to be in Washington, D.C. in August. Um, check <laughs> it out at coachfederation.org or follow them on the Twitter uh, by going to at at ICFHQ. They are at at ICFHQ. Uh, we are also pleased and proud to have an ICF representative on our show each month. This month we talked with the strategic regional director of the Americas and uh, learned how strategic they can be. All right. The other thing we want to do, Mr. Dukes, is a uh, shout out to Accomplishment Coaching, a longtime sponsor of this program, uh, over 15 years, I think, as a sponsor of this program. Listen, if you're like me, well, God help you. But if you are, you're looking for when you want to get coach training, you're not looking for the cheapest or the most, uh, you know, anything. You're looking for the finest and the finest coach training in the world from its inception is provided at accomplishment coaching. If you're looking for the Oxford, the Harvard, the Yale, the Stanford, whatever you consider to be the finest education in the world, look at accomplishment coaching for your coach training. It's not a modular program. It's one big program. It's an extraordinary program with more hours, more coaching uh, of you, more coaching by you, more reading, more learning, more educational hours, and more in-person hours than any other program out there. Um, Jason, do this with me. How, where are What cities is accomplishment coaching in? Where can people go and actually observe the coaches' training program and process? Yeah, absolutely. You can observe it in New York, Chicago, San Diego, Seattle, and Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Very good. You left one out, which is our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Oh, man, Washington, yeah. D.C. Well, you said Washington in August, and then I, I it, you checked it, it off the, the deleted it. Yeah, checked <laughs> it off. 
Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So uh, check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. And I know one of the things Jason and I love about them is that they will actually, you could just go and observe the training program in process. No, no money, no obligation. You can check it out before you choose your coach training program, and I highly recommend it. Once again, that's accomplishmentcoaching.com. All right. Well, yeah, both, both of these both of these programs changed my life. If I can just put put that in for fifteen seconds this time, um, for me the ICF. I I live in New Jersey, so I can be both New Jersey and New York chapter and have an opportunity to be a part of both. Um, and so, if you live anywhere in a bi-state area, you can do that. But the local chapters of the ICF are an extremely uh, amazing resource for professional coaches out in the world. And then accomplishment coaching changed changed my life. Like before the program, like everything that it took to get me into the program when I was in the program, it changed my life. And then afterwards too. So, uh, yeah, accomplishment coaching for me was a life changing experience. I just wanted to throw that in. Look at that testimonial right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason captains hyphen chair.com. All right, let's get to it. I am so delighted to have our first, uh, guest with us. And I believe for the first time, of course, my memory isn't what it once was. Uh, Jennifer Loudon, is an author, a teacher, a full-fledged ambassador for helping creative women get their scary shit done. For over 26 years, Jen has taught over a million women through her books, communities, and writing retreats how to improve their writing, find greater focus, create human-scaled routines that support the creation of extraordinary lives. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones Jennifer Loudon. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Good morning. You're here. Good you're morning. Here with a couple of dudes uh, talking hey, about dudes, empowering. Let's talk about dude stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's my. I, I actually have nothing to say about dude stuff, but I could listen to you too. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, no, no more of us. Uh, Jen, first of all, thanks for joining us. Look around outside. Where Where do you find yourself today? I live near Boulder, Colorado. I can see uh, Long's Peak from the corner of my little office window. It is a brilliant spring day and all kinds of migratory birds are coming through right now. And it's uh, just the perfect time to be in Colorado. Lots of wetness right now. We've got had a lot of rain and snow recently, so it's just lovely. Gorgeous. Sounds gorgeous. I would like to be there now. But, you know, our president <laughs> is trying to build a wall to keep those birds out. We'll see. <laughs> hey, um, let's talk about uh, – let's talk Please, about – Please, let's not talk about politics. I'm so trying to wean myself to the oh, news only right? at noon, not before. <laughs> oh, gosh. And every day there's something. You can't, you can't take day, a day you, off. And you right? go away for an hour and you come back and there's something new. The, yeah. Stuff yeah. falling apart everywhere. Let's, let's move on. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I want to start, and, and forgive me, Jason, you're going to have to punch your way in here because I'm going to jibber okay. Um But, Jen, here's my deal. For a couple of decades, people have suggested that I write a book. And so mm-hmm. I want to start with why write? Because to me, it seems like a horrible idea. People will criticize you. People will you know, rate and evaluate your abilities and your ideas. Ugh. Why write? <laughs> well... I actually always start asking with that exact question when I coach someone or have someone at a retreat, why do you want to write X, this essay, this book, et cetera? It's actually a really important and personal question. So I'll ask you, why do you want to write a book? So what everybody else wants you to write a book? Who cares? Yeah, it seems it seems fraught with peril. So I noticed that mostly I don't want to write because mm-hmm. I'm scared. And if I were to write a book, it's almost like have you have you read those books that like uh, I don't know Randy Pausch's The Last Lecture things that people write for their kids I kind of have that a little bit like I want my kids to have sort of a legacy guide you know for life and the lessons I've learned but as far as like my ideas thoughts and and distinctions in life mm-hmm. I feel like 
I don't want people to steal and or bastardize those. I want those to remain pure, even if nobody knows about them. Maybe yeah, that's, that's the a deal. fair. That's very common. I my image for that is always of a a box up on a very high shelf in a closet, and <laughs> the the dream gets to stay in the box, and it doesn't get dirty or mm-hmm, dusted or mm-hmm. dented, but it also is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know what? Actually, I, I'm going to jump in um, along with Christopher because Christopher actually, it, it's it's funny to hear you say that, Christopher. You, you have a coach training program, and, and with the ICF, there's a lot of your information out into the world. Like, what do you what do you say to someone that that like the book may already be written? It's actually just compiling some of the stuff that's already done to create one piece of work or, or a series of, of work. Well, I would say two things. It's not just compiling. Um, to really create a book that works uh, structurally and um, with stories and integrity and it becomes something that that you're proud of is more than compelling a uh, compiling it is compelling um <laughs> but i think what what i find is there's usually some deep um assumption there's some really deep story that feels when we can't write that feels like our life is going to end we're going to be alone with our cats we're going to be <laughs> you know the subject of great ridicule. And so when someone has a lot of fear around writing, which I kind of hear now, but you may be putting it on for me, I don't know, then um, I like to dig down into that and actually use some of the coaching skills um, that I have around that. Um, Because you don't have to write. You don't have to write a book. We live in a time when there's so many wonderful ways to teach and get your information out there. And obviously you're doing it right here, right now with your show and your coaching training and everything else. But when that inkling keeps coming up, I'm always really curious. What is it about that form? What is it about that dream? And what is it about the deep fear? Um, And I, I find that almost always I can work it through with people if they're if they're really willing to stick with it. So yeah, I don't know Jennifer. that it helped so the, you at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the answer. Um, I, I had a question for you, something that I was curious about. Like, I, I looked at your website and I looked at your, your different work and um, I know people that follow you. And, and it's like, it's, it's, it's so clear that you have a passion for what it is that you do and you're fully self-expressed. Uh, was it always that way or was there actually like an event or something that happened in your life where, where you made the decision to, to be the way that you are now? Mm, I think that for me, it's been an evolution of uh, letting myself actually know who I am. Um, And this is so tender that you asked me this because I'm actually in the process of writing a memoir, whether it'll ever see the light of day or whether I'll conventionally publish it. No idea. But working really hard at the craft of writing this memoir. And uh, one of the themes is um, having, you know, published eight books and have a million copies in print around the world and blah, blah, blah. A lot of sense um, of being disconnected or not in totally in alignment to use some coaching language with um, with with who I was and what I was writing. Um, So it's I I think what I've come to understand is that I was doing the work always, but that I wasn't always taking it in and letting it nourish me. There was a disconnect between my inner experience and the actual outer impact I was having on people. And I can say that that has dissolved, that I've worked through that with a bunch of different uh, in a bunch of different ways. Um, And so now I can say, hell yes, I feel so fully expressed and so happy and so excited. And maybe it's just because it's so sunny today and I had a really good cup of coffee. 
always always a part of uh, and it's right there on your website always a part of your morning ritual speaking, <laughs> speaking of rituals you know i i uh was delighted at one point to listen to an interview with paulo paulo coelho uh, author of the <laughs> alchemist pronunciation who there. said yeah i've been practicing thanks um <laughs> <laughs> who said that uh his writing routine is uh first three hours of procrastination Mm-hmm. And then he sits down to write for one to three hours. What's the what is the deal with procrastination? How come any time I sit down to write almost anything, you know, even my goals for the year, uh, suddenly the refrigerator, the laundry, the lawn, you know, the weeding is all calling me, and I can't seem to get there. Is this? I, I assume this is something that happens for women and that you address. Yeah, it's very common, and there's a variety of reasons why it can come up. And one is that. Um, we haven't given ourselves a small enough container of what writing means to us. We make it very um, vague or very inflated um, for I'm going to write all day, I'm going to write all weekend, or I'm just going to write. We put uh, write down on our to-do list. So one of the things that I found to be incredibly um, beneficial is to be very specific about when you're going to write for how long, and that can be minutes or pages or words, and then make it shrink it so it really doesn't frighten you. So if some for some people I've coached, it's picking up the pen once a day. It's turning on the file. It's turning on the computer and opening the file. And that's it for a whole week. Mm. So getting specific and chunking it way down. Writing is fraught because everybody does it. We're taught it in school, but we're taught it in school mostly, unless you're really lucky, in the worst possible way. We're taught it as product, as performance. Um, we're taught it in forms that that are usually archaic and don't fit our expression. So we have a lot of unraveling to do. And it's also so deeply tied, which you touched on in your first question about your own writing, with our sense of being exposed and being vulnerable. And who am I to have thoughts and ideas? It's tied to our history of intellectualism and education and our stories about that. So there's often a lot of unwinding, unraveling that we have to do to find our own our own way to write, in a way that's very manageable, and our own voice. That's so beautiful. Start small, yeah. what, get specific, what, what chunk are, it way down. What are some things that that, uh, that that women, the women that you work with, um, in getting their, their scary stuff done compared to you know something some things that men may experience? What are mm-hmm. some of the things that are unique to to women? Great question. Claiming of uh, claiming their voice and claiming the permission to write. Um, I still find it astonishing, um, 25, 26 years into this work, how many articulate, successful, like super successful women I work with who struggle with permission to to say, this is my voice, these are my ideas, and even this is my time. Um, you know, our brains are wired differently. We're wired to connect and to tend and befriend a little bit more. And that can easily become the best procrastination excuse. Um, children, husbands, you know, family. Oh, my gosh, the family story. So it's really this deep permission. And I and in, and I haven't worked with men a lot, but the men that I'm friends with and the man I'm married to, they don't seem to have quite that same issue. They'll have other issues. Um, but not that autonomy that like, of course, I'm going to say this. This is this is worth saying. I, uh, I love that you distinguish men that you're friends with from your husband. I have, I have a similar relationship with my wife. I am, the, uh, he's my best friend. Honestly, <laughs> that man is my best friend. <laughs> and a lucky man he is. Let's uh, 
I, I want to go in a slightly different direction if I can remember what the heck I wanted to talk about because I got all wrapped up in your most recent thing. Oh, they, um, yeah. Okay, Jason, you did it. You totally threw me off what? track with your brilliant question. Oh, no. Question. You better blame Jason. No, All right, go, Jason. go ahead with so your follow-up. I'll, I'll sit here and write a hundred times, I will not forget my ideas. I will not forget my ideas. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> and, then, and, and then write, I will not blame Jason. <laughs> um, well, actually, I, I guess one, one other thing I'm, I'm curious about. I mean, I know in, in many different industries, uh, the like the thing for women to do whatever is, is like be more manly or whatever, like, like follow that role. Um, but in, in writing, like in, in writing and, and being, uh, writing authentically, like what are, what are some of the, some of the, the roadblocks that, that women come up with, you know, when, when the answer is almost like, Hey, well do, do it like a man would do it or do it, mm-hmm. do it that way. Like, I don't know. Do, do, do you get what I'm throwing out there? And, I do. I do. I think the way that I see that show up is um, write the way that you think you should write. So it might be use big words or use the thesaurus a lot. Or um, one of my favorite stories is the memoirs, Mary Carr, who is brilliant and has gone on to, you know, be extraordinarily um, influential and successful in the writing world. And um, but she struggled for so many years because she came from a very poor, very um, dangerous background in a small town in Texas. And the the vocabulary and the stories of her family, of her father, she just kept throwing it out and trying to write these, you know, uh, East Coast Ivy League type. Uh, in, in the beginning, she was a poet. She still is a poet as well as a memoirist. And, um, and it just sucked. It sucked. And she wrote once that when she was writing her first memoir, she hand deleted like, you know, one click at a time, something like 1200 pages until her delete button broke because she just realized (laughs) it wasn't her voice. It was this pretend voice. Right. So we could really think of that as a as a masculine construct if we wanted and probably make a really good case for it. You know, I remember doing it with my first book. You know, don't use contractions. You know, don't talk about yourself. That's not academic. Like I wasn't an academic. Who the hell cared? Um, so I think that there's these ways that um, patriarchal or cultural, you know, whole pastiche of things come in and and really make it difficult. And it's not that we're going to write the way we speak. Of course, writing is a different form than the conversation, for example, we're having right now would look pretty terrible if we copied it on paper. But we have to start with that cadence. We have to start with our vocabulary. We have to start with where are the stories that we come from. And if we're writing fiction, you know, that can still be the ground for, for our stories as well. And I think sometimes that's easier to claim for men than women, but I can't really defend that either. <laughs> it might not be true. Oh, <laughs> there, uh, there's gotcha. certainly a lot of myths around writing and around the mm-hmm. creative process. Uh, what's the biggest myth that you would love to dispel and just tell everyone this is not a thing? And conversely, what's the what's the one thing that you would have every creative person or creative writer take on? How dare you ask me two questions at one time? Do you think I can hold those <laughs> in my head? <laughs> I have to catch up to Jason. That's my plan. <laughs> so, oh, think, come on. No one's keeping think, score. I am. <laughs> oh, boy, stop. Um, I think the biggest <laughs> myth would be that whatever myth is keeping you from uh, expressing yourself, I love Jason saying fully express. It's one of my favorite phrases. What is the myth for you? Is it that you have to write every day? 
Well, if that doesn't work for you, then throw that myth out. Stephen King preaches that in his famous writing book. Mm -hmm. Great, Stephen. Great. Glad it works for you. Doesn't work for me. I need to take the weekends off. Is it, you know, I need to be a drunk to write? Well, maybe that doesn't work for you. You know, what what are the what are the myths that you're carrying? Um, one of the things that I really love and I find so powerful when I work with people is helping them study their own working style and embrace it and begin to know the rhythm of, of your of your working style, of your writing, uh, how, how it changes with different projects at different stages of projects. So the myth that you need to get rid of is the myth or myths that are stopping you, that are freezing you up, like Mary Carr thinking she needs to write like, um, you know, a, a Yale I know, John Berryman. And then the great, what was the second question? I forgot already. (laughs) If there were were something you were going to give to all writers everywhere or creative people, what would you give them? What's something that you found is actually true across the board? Right, across the board. Um, I really believe, and this may sound so darn Pollyanna, but I really do believe that our we each have uh, stories and ideas that are worth excavating and shaping and sharing. Um, the shaping, the excavating, it's not easy. It's a craft. But I, I'm never less than, than blown away when I lead a retreat and listen to the women's work. Um, so I, I believe that, that, that our stories matter. I think we can look at projects like um, This I Believe and StoryCorps that um, NPR have, has pioneered over the years. And we're so moved by those stories. So... I, and so often I hear from people, well, you know, but but why, you know, what I have to say doesn't matter. Or why am I special? Or why am I important? That question get, gets answered in the craft. But don't dismiss that that light, that desire. Uh, instead, learn to what I call stretch to connect to your readers. And our, our time has flown by, but what a beautiful note for us to end on. I want to make sure that everyone knows how to get a hold of you, how to work with you, how to find out about your wonderful books, and The Oasis. And that's by going to jenniferloudon.com. That's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Loudon, L-O-U-D-E-N.com. Um, tell us in 12 seconds or less about The Oasis. What's The Oasis? Oh, The Oasis, actually, we're renaming it uh, The Writer's Oasis. It's a weekly chance to dip into yourself, find your focus, and decide what you're going to write that week. And once a month, we have a live call with me where we do writing prompts and fun writing craft talks. Great. And there's also, of course, all the wonderful books that you've written and the opportunity to work with you both one-on-one or in a retreat setting or in a group setting. All of that at jenniferloudon.com. We've got about, oh, 12 seconds. Anything you want to leave us with today? Hmm. You know, what is it about writing and expressing yourself that calls to you this week? How can you make it small and precise and take action on it this week? Beautiful. Jennifer Loudon, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for your great work in the world. And thank you, Mr. Jason Boots, for being with us today as well. More of The Coaching Show right after these words. Stay with us. Hi, Mary. Our growth has me looking for new furniture, but I can't find the right vendor. Can you help? For sure. Do you know a company that will give me a great value? For sure. Do you know a company that provides great selection? For sure. Do you know a company that is professional and responsive? For sure, it's Shore. Shore Office Warehouse has been providing great value, service, and selection for over 40 years. It's Shore, for sure. ShoreOfficeWarehouse.com. 
Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Six eight one three. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold, and visit harrietlerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. <laughs> 